Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Sunday's podcast with Ken Peterson on the weekly uh, Ken and Peterson show. Hoping everyone has a great week and a great weekend. All the uh, crazy news coming out this week with uh, Donald Trump getting the virus. I hope everything's all right with that. And the first uh, very dramatic and honestly one of our worst presidential debates we had on Tuesday. But, you know, as, as we know, as we're Americans, we're resilient, we move forward, and uh, hopefully we can strive towards a better debate, especially with Chris Wallace and uh, the, the uh, I believe the administration for debate is uh, adding some new rules for a mute button. But uh, moving on to our subject this week, we're uh, going to be talking about climate change, a very hot button issue. I think it's been in American politics for a long time in the science community for a very, very long time. Um, you know, ranging all the way back to, I believe it was the late 1800s, doing researches as far as carbon emissions and humans' involvement with that. All right, so uh, going along with this topic, I know, you know, I know it's a bit daunting, you know, you know, but uh, talking about this, especially when a lot of our information comes with Fox and CNN and their biases, and I do have uh, sort of a liberal bias, I'm not going to lie, but I think it is very important that uh, moving forward, we all kind of come to our own conclusions on uh, this subject. But uh, today I will be talking about some sources and uh, some stuff you maybe people can refer to. And most importantly, I'm going to actually relate it to the California fires you've had um, spanning for the past couple of months, and specifically the Zog fires which was last uh, Monday and Tuesday, those fires in particular, because they do kind of link back to some other fires because some of them had joined together and uh, caused some havoc on some cities, unfortunately. All righty. All right. So um, we're actually going to start with some uh, statistics taken from ABC News and uh, some sad statistics, uh, quite sadly, uh, so in total, as far as the California fires for this year, we've actually had 30 deaths, um, about 7,000 buildings destroyed directly uh, correlating to the fires, and uh, with about 8,000 collective wildfires actually being started and recorded. So those would be the uh, wildfires that uh, people have actually had sight on, and they can even merge into bigger wildfires, which is what uh, the Zog fire had actually become. Now, as far as it, uh, how much land it burned, it was about 3.9 million acres, uh, primarily forest, but Sadly, some of that spreading to cities, um, so mostly Northern California, I do believe, in the uh, mountain areas, but uh, it has sadly expanded to some cities. All right, so moving on from that uh, sad, sad little information we got from ABC News right there, we're going to be talking about these hellacious fires and um, how we can actually come to a conclusion and what, and what is our conclusion, specifically with global warming in particular. And how does global warming affect these fires and how is it uh how is it fuel essentially for these fires and you know i know we can't be skeptical but uh climate change i do indeed believe produces fuel faster uh, especially for larger fires so uh just uh, recently on september 22nd the uh, new york times had posted an article in which a climate uh bioclimatologist uh goes by the name of park williams he stated, uh, quote, as long as stuff is dry and there's a spark, then stuff will burn. Now, this is put in uh, layman's terms, and I will be going in detail in a minute, specifically on what this means and maybe more scientifically, since I am not a scientist, so don't quote me on this, but this is more in specific uh, or more specific definition or explanation for that. And... Uh, 
So primarily, the Earth is getting hotter. And we know that according to uh, science studies, I mean, coming from NASA and a whole bunch of different organizations and from climate scientists. But what does that cause? How does that relate to um, these fires, these terrible, large, enormous fires you've been having for the past uh, couple months in California specifically? It is because when things are hotter, typically, that means it's that means we have more energy, either that being from the sun or being from humans, from carbon dioxide, um, you know, carbon dioxide, because we don't absorb as much as we do as we put out. So therefore, you know, we have the atmosphere getting hotter, per se. And uh, oftentimes, when the atmosphere has more energy, it causes more evaporation because of the energy from the atmosphere, and it dries out the surface a lot quicker. So that's where we kind of come into how climate change starts these bigger fires, is because, um, because it causes evaporation and dries out the surface. And the surface meaning plants, wildlife, trees, stuff like that. And oftentimes when things become dry, they're oftentimes, they're, they're fuel pretty much, they're kindled for fires. And without proper forest management, and I mean, that's a whole nother subject as far as managing forests. I know Trump has touched on a few of that stuff in the news and stuff like that. But it's honestly, some people would like to argue that it takes a lot of money, almost as the Green New Deal would take to uh, reduce carbon emissions. It would take a lot of money to especially police these uh, giant forest, northern forest in California, like the Redwoods and certain places like that, that are probably or that are susceptible to these fires moving forward. Um, but some of the uh, some of the consequences we've had from these fires, I know in specific from ABC News, they had brought in another climatologist to speak about this. Um, I don't quite remember her name, but uh, she works at Berkeley in California, and she does specific studies uh, doing um, their their forest and their wildlife and that type of stuff in uh, California, specifically Northern California. Um, but some of the after effects we are is we're left with more tender, longer fire seasons and excess brush. And this also goes back as we can talk about how easily these forest fires can be started. Um, I believe one of the biggest forest fires so far was started by a gender reveal party. And I know the lady had to come onto the news speaking about some of this stuff. And I haven't quite looked at that interview that she had with uh, CNN. And I'm not sure if she also went on Fox, but I should probably look at that as well. And she went on and talked about how they had these uh, smoke detectors, or not smoke detectors, but uh, uh, smoke uh, fog machines. That's what it is, fog machines, fog machines. And the uh, fog machine had made a spark or maybe someone had plugged it in incorrectly or some of that sort. And that actually ended up causing the fire because of how or because of how dry the uh, the brush was on the surface or, you know, on the ground. So and then that's uh, and that's kind of the the point where we're at is if we're not making these crucial changes, I would think with uh, climate change, you're going to start having these longer fire seasons. And worse or far as we're, we're honestly getting to the point of property damage. Now, it may not harm a lot of lives and God bless the lives that have been harmed because we don't want anyone getting hurt. But the main thing is, is the property damages and how are these places going to afford all these random property damages, especially with uh, California being primarily broke from COVID-19 and certain things like that. So this, this can even bankrupt some states. Honestly, if we were to have like larger forest fires and they spread down to Los, or Los Angeles or certain places like that where we're going to have these giant fires causing millions, if not billions, of damage to property. And I think that's going to be a concern coming in the next uh, couple of years, especially how the trend is looking for the amount of forest fires we're continuing to have. 
All right. So since we kind of have a basic understanding of how that works and how that affects, I'm going to be moving forward with some factual evidence on the topic of if this is even real. Is global warming even real? Do we cause it? Do we increase temperatures? What does our carbon emissions do? How does that work? I know uh, the term greenhouse gases gets thrown around a lot. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Now, one of my first sources, which is uh, a very credible source, is funded by the U.S. government. And I hope a lot of people look at this source as being credible, which is on NASA. So we're going to be talking about NASA and their climate change website and what they kind of go through as well. But uh, from visiting their front, uh, front web page, they talk a lot or they actually provide you a graph. They provide you a graph talking about uh, carbon emissions and parts per million and how that has affect temperature and correlation. So for example, if we have so much uh, carbon dioxide and don't let parts per million confuse you, it's more of just a measurement of how much, for example, you're taking the layman's terms, parts per million. So they would measure our carbon dioxide and that would be per million. And how is that transferred to temperature? So I believe over the past, uh, looking at the graph here, over the past 50 years, you've had almost 110 degrees in uh, carbon emissions. And it looks like this seems to be during the 19, uh, 19th century where we actually had a lot of economy boost with cars and gas vehicles. Not sure if that's uh, directly related, but since the carbon emissions has seemed to be increasing during this time period, it's kind of obvious that humans do have some play in effect um, on carbon emissions and how that increases temperature according to the graph. And then moving forward, also, uh, NASA actually just plainly states uh, some of their foundings with, uh, I'm going to read this uh, verbatim here, but yeah, the planet's average surface temperature has risen about 2.50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 1.14 degrees Celsius since the, since the late 19th century, a change driven largely by increased carbon dioxide and others since the late 19th century and a change. Oh, sorry about that. You know, kind of a little goof there, but uh there are carbon dioxide and human-made emissions in the atmosphere. So human-made emissions being gas, gas fuels, uh, stuff like that. Um, now, like I said, I would like to think this information is highly credible. Now, there is some stuff where you can find uh, some data issues. For example, uh, certain uh, organizations that provide this conglomerate of data oftentimes um, kind of cherry-pick. And, and that's what I've been seeing with other past reports. But... Like I'm saying, these organizations are very and highly credible. And if you do have some little misdopes, the general consensus is the same. No matter what information or where you get it from, it's going to lead closer to the same answer of, yes, we are affecting this. This is how we're affecting this. But uh, summing up with that, that seems to be our second source there. So from that information, I would like to state that, yes, humans are affecting this. And I would also like people, I also like to encourage people and let them know about the topic as it's not about, well, it is about saving the earth, but to put it in more of a, a focused perspective on humanity, it's more about saving humanity. And I think we all need to realize that as a human race is that this will affect us eventually. And I know we often, you know, we kind of lay it off or we procrastinate. And I feel like, you know, I feel that way too. I got a whole bunch of procrastination as well on my side and my uh, participation, but this will affect us eventually. And if we don't start making changes now, we're gonna see drastic effects in the future as far as property damage or livable places and stuff like that. Um, so we need to keep that in mind. And I think moving forward, like I said, 
I, I do, you know, everybody has their own biasy. Everyone does. And I wouldn't let anyone tell you otherwise. And I don't claim to be an unbiased podcast or anything of that sort. I am sharing my opinion. But I do recommend you actually go out to these new sources like NASA. Um, some, there's some different podcasts like Climate X is a great one. And that's taking, uh, you know, they're talking to um, different MIT researchers who do uh, data research in that field and certain things like that. You want to find your own subjects and you want to make your own conclusions. Don't, don't let me be the only driving force you have moving forward, uh, learning about this certain topic. And I believe that should also be spread around between politics and certain other ideals, but uh, we'll save that for a later podcast or a different one coming up. Um, but yeah, so I want to say thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, I'll be seeing you next week. Now, some little goodies I'm going to have for you next week is uh, primarily talking about the news with uh, Donald Trump and the uh, debate and certain things like that. And I'll be covering any news that comes up within the week. And I'll try my best to be nonpartisan with that information. But anyways, like I'm saying, everybody stay fresh, stay cool. And hopefully the earth becomes more cool if you get my drift. Wink, wink. But anyways, guys, hope you guys have a great week, uh, weekend and a week moving forward. I'll see you on Sunday.